Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Okay, gotcha. Hey, honey. Okay, gotcha. Who's Hi. this? Okay, good, good. I'm glad. Who's this? It's Stephanie. My voice is hoarse. Girl, you sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, but I okay. just got my voice back today. Wow. Wow. A little, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll just wait. We'll do the, what, the 10, 10 minutes, or 10 minutes, 15 minutes, nobody calls. We just get off the line. Right, right. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Just hanging in there. I mean, I got in the bed because I'm cold. This breeze is blowing. It feel like ain't no clothes on my house. <laughs> I hope so y'all got a little bit of... A snow that melted five minutes later. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, all that, all that people running around buying all the bread and candy they can find is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then it was on oh, just Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So. Oh man! I tell you, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for dinner. I ain't, I ain't ate, so I'm standing over trying to watch the pots boil. Okay. Because uh, I haven't eaten today. I've been so sick, girl. I'm going to make no kind of sense. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, lost my voice completely yesterday. Got it back somewhat today. Girl. <laughs> I could not talk at all yesterday. I was whispering. And oh. Shay, I feel okay. You know, just no voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always so. It is, it is. And I know that, um, you know, I'm sitting over there trying to uh, help uh, Amber. I told you I had another grandchild on the way, didn't I? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah so I'm trying to help Amber. She wasn't feeling good. They told her she had, I don't know what they called it, something where pregnant women, they're sick through the entire pregnancy every day. Well, all day long. I, yeah. I can't remember what else was, but I know my behind was sick yeah. every day through my yeah. entire pregnancy. My morning yeah. sickness was not morning sickness. It did yeah. after three months. Girl, I was sick every. I think I think the last month or right. maybe month and a half. Right. I was half like halfway okay, but I was sick, girl. Head was always in a trash can. Man. Mhm. Yep. That's her. She running around. I'm like, oh my god, poor baby. I feel so bad for her. But yeah, she is sick. Head in the trash can, just like you said. Uh huh. And like, the, they gave me um, they 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 don't want to give you a lot of medicine, so they gave me um, the suppositories. They gave me um, Maalox, but it was the, the tablets because it didn't enter the the baby. Girl, that stuff was like it didn't even work, girl. Just. You child, just paying. Surprise me. They gave her Benadryl and Unison. Oh, God. Yeah. I wish I'd have had that knowledge back there when asked because none yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, they, she said it worked. Wow. Huh. Ain't that something? What they learned? I guess they must have tried till they finally hit on whatever it was they right. needed to do. Poor women like you. Exactly. I was done. I was just like, whew. Then he had me eating smaller meals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of like one big meal, I was eating like throughout the day. Yeah. So that didn't work either. I was like, okay, this is just too crazy. Right. Right. She tried. Um, she barely eating at all. And she already thin as a rail. So uh, they, they gave her, she was dehydrated when we took her into the emergency room. I'm like, Yep, hey, yep, yep I had that. I was there, too. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah man. Yep. I, I'm like, so glad I didn't have to go through that when I was pregnant. Mm. Or they would have, I would have just had that one. <laughs> <laughs> Derek would have been the only child. <laughs> Dog on it. Uh-uh, not the kid. Right. Oh, my daddy sent the um, my dad sent um some spaghetti over because he know how sick I am. He be taking care of me. He know I can't take it. I can't stand being sick. Mm mm. So yeah. Oh heck, that's enough. It's warmed up enough. Girl, they just ain't coming. I tried to uh go on and just um I thought at least Felicia might be there, but. Nah, look, I like this. This is my late. I look, like I said, seven fifteen. Nobody come. I'm just going when I'm put the thing. I was like, the um the book thing is um done at the at the end. Right, right. Yeah. People, people um 
clicked that they was coming. It was a few people that clicked that they was coming. Right. So I was like, okay, well. Hello, this is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How you doing? How's everybody doing? We're good. We're good. We are good. Yeah. Yeah. Forget my forgive my voice though, cause my voice is out. <laughs> oh no! That weather. No, girl. Just just it, it just went out. It, it 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 ain't the weather. I'm I'm a Minnesotan to my heart. Minnesota don't bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. You know, every year I wind up with some. Something where my voice is going out. It's a pain in the butt. I just mm-hmm. deal with it. Right. How have you been, sis? I'm good. Honey, uh, I can write this book myself. Well, Carol, with my... With my oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know. Yes. Carol, with my voice being out, would you mind opening us up in prayer? I sure will. I sure will. Um, you want to do it now or you want to wait for a couple of minutes? Is this like 7 or 8? Is it 7 or 8? We can, uh, either way, up to you. Hello? Hello? Yeah, either way. It's, it's Hello? Hello? Who's that? This is Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'll wait another minute and, and see who, because one more person said they was coming, so we'll see. If she's not here, Mom and I'll open y'all up and pray, and we can go to, oh, I got to turn, wait a minute, my iPad is stupid. Hold on. I got to find the page where we supposed to be. We in what, Chapter 6? Chapter 6, yes, ma'am. Okay, hold on. Uh, That's why I don't preach on no iPad, girl. I can see me now, and the Lord said, and then there go my page. <laughs> okay. Hold on, looking for a minute. Now I went past it. Look, I'm already in seven. Okay, and I say, say, uh, uh. There you go. Uh, uh. Okay, here we go. I gotta go back. Okay, I'm good. Okay, let me see how time it is now. Okay, let us look to the Lord for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, we just come before you just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day that we've never seen before. Thank you for our interesting weather that you have sent us from from one side of the United States to the other. But, you know, in all things, we give you thanks. Forgive us of any sins and thoughts, word and deed, Lord, and just be with us as we talk in fellowship over the book, Lord. Um, Pray for Stephanie's voice. So you know, so she can talk clearly again, Lord. But that's okay. But you know, but 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 we know that you have her. It is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we do pray, and for His sake, we do say Amen. 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 Yes, please forgive my voice, sisters, and I hope you can all hear me. Um, I, my voice just goes out every year. Don't matter whether whether it's sunshine or rain. Every year, it chooses the most um, inconvenient moment that it possibly can. <laughs> to go out, and that's what it does. It just goes out. It's usually right before speech, right before I'm getting ready to preach, right before, you know, it's, it's some big day or or another where I need my voice, and it just goes out. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna go. We're gonna work right on through that. Amen. So, okay, do do I'm gonna I'm gonna just start out with any impressions, anything that came across real big to you in chapter six that you just can't wait to tell somebody <laughs> about. Go for 
Now, don't y'all all talk all at once now? <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. I'm doing this iPad thing. Hold on. Right. I did take some notes. Okay, I'm comfortable with silence. You know, I wait. <laughs> I just, I, I, the only reason why I ask that is because I don't want to miss over anything. We're just jumping into questions, and you don't really get a chance to, yeah, say what you want to say. I like, well, okay, one thing I like, the chapter, the, 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 the section about um, Jesus' pace was uh, was was rhythmic. That's just like that stuck a chord with me. Um, I was like, okay, this is. I love when he like um, he withdrew in order to work through, like you know, issues or concerns or um, that that just stuck with me. I just that that was just me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, I, that's exactly what stuck with me. The the, um, the rhythm. Right. Engage, 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 withdraw. Engage, 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 withdraw. Right. Um, that, that piece of it, because I think that as leaders, we do so much engaging, we forget to withdraw. Right. Yeah. And when we do withdraw, we withdraw for the wrong reasons. We withdraw because we're running. We withdraw because we're burnt out. We withdraw because we're sick of people. We withdraw because somebody got on our nerves. We withdraw because we just can't take no more. But we don't withdraw strategically. Right. And that is um, what this particular chapter is about. And that's about learning how to recognize the rhythm of God so that you're working in tandem with the Lord. Okay. Um, That being said, um, that, that really just, swung home to me because I realized for myself that I don't know how to withdraw strategically instead of I withdraw in reaction. Is anybody with me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think I'm good at withdrawing at a retreat setting, and then I come back. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. at the retreat? So right. Um, that struck me, the, the rhythm, just how do you incorporate rhythm into everyday life um, because we can't always run off to a retreat, um, although those are important too. So um, there was one point where he, he said, you know, if I had, I think he was saying that, so the, uh, the next point he made when I think they go hand in hand was the Jesus case is relational. Right. And mm-hmm. so the, per, the strategic nature of um the strategic nature of that withdrawal allows you to be more present when people, when you, when you are supposed, when you're engaging, you're going to be more effective and more present with people, right? Um, because you were strategic. So you're right. It's not about oh, I'm tired, so I better withdraw now, or I'm burnt out. But just purpose, being purposeful in it. And there was one point where he, it said he withdrew not on, not only 
during times of crisis, you know, when John the Baptist was dead or, but when he was at the top of his game, so to speak, where he wasn't necessarily waiting until he was tired, it, there were just moments where he knew that it was time to withdraw. Right. So I like the, the notion of the rhythmic and the relational, that that rhythm is going to help you be better in, at engaging people um, and be more representational of Christ himself. Um, because if we had that rhythm, I think the author talks about times when he would he would have interruptions, and I guess it would annoy him trying to find that part. Yeah, but yeah. That if he had had been more strategic, it would he'd be able to be gracious about those divine interruptions. I don't know, it was something, but that that really struck me too. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that even the even the withdrawal gets to be lawful if we're not careful, right? Because because <laughs> now you didn't interrupt it, my withdrawal or my rest. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, right, that's a good point too. Right, he knew when the interruptions were. Yeah, that's a good point. So when you say oh, this is my withdrawal time, and then something comes up, you know, okay, if you're not legalistic about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, um, let's attend to question one, uh, which reads: Brady Boyd comes to the conclusion that Sabbath is mandatory for your Christ walk under grace. In fact, he sees it as sinful not to rest. Has he convinced you of this? If so, why, in your opinion, is it mandatory, even if we no longer live under the law? If not, why is it no longer necessary? Hmm. Well, I mean, well, even God rested. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, um, I, like I always say, like nobody's ministry or nobody's work is greater than what he did. So if he can take the time to to come away and rest, um, then we should be able to model that same behavior. Right. I mean that that. But it's hard. This is Stacy. I have a comment on that. Okay. Um, I I don't I think as leaders when you're involved in ministry, um uh that's to be required. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, you will get burnt out. Right. I did an experiment this this year with my youth department. I'm in charge of at least fifteen other adults in my youth ministry and they have been with me probably for the last seven or eight years and we've never taken a month off. I went to a conference, and they were talking about the same thing, that we, we as leaders need to rest only because we're pouring out, we're pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and then we're not being filled. We're not being, you know, uplifted. We're not being encouraged. We're not getting the word. And so we meet with the young people every first, second, and third Sunday. So I did an experiment. I said, well, I probably won't be the youth director after this, because they, you know, they're going to go crazy about the church old-fashioned. And so I sat down the whole youth department for the whole month of November, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, I want you all to go in the sanctuary, listen to the pastor. I do everything you need to do to, to be uplifted. No involvement with the kids, no rehearsal, no engagement, nothing. So they looked at me like I was crazy, thought I was crazy, thought I was going through some things. And so whatever, whatever, 
I didn't know about my business. My pastor knew what was going on. Well, when it was time for us to have our get-together before we were to come back in December, they looked at me and said, we coming back? What? We don't really worried. And I thought it was so funny because they did not realize how how they were tired. The body was tired. It, it, the spirit was tired. I was tired. And and even though, you know, I've been in church all my life, I was spiritually drained. And so we ended up taking off December as well. And we came back in January refreshed, new ideas. Um, it's so important to sit under leadership that will allow you to do that. And if you don't have that, you have to fill away, you have to take that time. It's very important because, like, with me, I'm pretty sure, like, with others, I pour out constantly, constantly ministering to other people, young people, my kids, at work, you know, at school, wherever it is. And you get tired. You get tired. When you start saying stuff, you know, having a business saying, you start doing stuff, you're tired, you're drained. But to me, I think it's important, and I think it should be mandatory because leaders get wild. out. You're wild. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I like how you're talking about leading not only yourself into withdrawal and to rest, but you're talking about leading the people in your ministry to do the same. And there's something wonderful about modeling for others what we should do ourselves, especially in our ministry, because it's so important. As leaders need it, um, our our people up under us need it. The leaders under us need it. And, well, I, I don't know the way that other folks view it, but for myself and my church, I view every single person in that church as a leader. And I have leadership expectations of every single person in the church. I don't care how young, I don't care how old, I don't care what. You're, you're raising leaders or you're being leaders. But all the time leadership goes before you. Right. So, so knowing that, if you don't teach each and every one of the folks that are your so-called followers who are leaders, leadership followers, if you don't teach them and model for them rest and leadership and rhythm in God, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to walk it. And then later on, you know what you're gonna create is more tired people. We got we got a bunch of tired people in ministry. Mm-hmm. Wonder why in the world so many ministries have gone astray. Well, maybe it has to come with the fact that they have not reconnected in God in that rest time and that quiet time. You know, it's hard to hear God in the middle of chaos. That's true. Right? And so I often have to remind myself when it feels like I'm far away from God, Stephanie, who, who moved? If you feel like you're far away, guess who moved? And so I have to run back run back to him, uh, you know, because I'm always the prodigal child running back, you know, desperate for him and running back and realizing that there are times where, like you said, it says, you're so busy giving out, so busy giving out that you feel drained. And and it does come, it comes in your marriage and, and, and with your family. And you know what, we don't, we don't include our family in when we think about how much we give during you mm-hmm. know, our time. We don't think about the kids and the grandkids and the husband and the what have you. Um, and then we wonder why we're tired. Oh, and women, we've been trained from birth to give. Right. You know, to give. Give, 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 give. When we become leaders, give, 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 give. And so giving is not... <laughs> 
something normally that you have to treat, and that's a generalization, normally that you have to teach to women. Have you ever noticed that? You don't really have to teach women how to give. You might have to teach men how to give, but right. you don't have to teach women how to give. That's what they do automatically. What you've got to teach them is, is boundaries. Right. And what they give and how much they give and how often they give and when you rest and that you need to rest and value what you give, value what you got, value who you are. Right. That's what we have to teach. And in resting, that's a part of valuing yourself. That's true. Right? Um, any, anything else to say on that? Well, one thing that came to my mind when, um, when um, Stacey was talking was that sometimes um, – Leaders don't know how far away they have come. Just like I, I kind of equate it with being um, when people say you're dehydrated. Sometimes when you're dehydrated, you don't know you're dehydrated. Someone has to tell you you're dehydrated. Like you might feel a little like a little funky or something, but you really don't know why you're feeling funky or feeling sick mm-hmm. until you go to the doctor and they say, oh, you're dehydrated. So and you know and sometimes when as leaders you do so much that you don't even recognize the signs and symptoms that something is wrong. It might not be anything that knocks you off your feet, but it's only when um, either you go to the doctor or maybe you're talking to another leader and they say like Stephanie, you, you've been really tired. Have you had a you know have you had a retreat or have you you know then like then it kind of like clicks to mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. So that that was kind of that. Was, kind of thought that came to my mind. Like once they were off, you know, had the time off, then they realized how much they needed something. Right, right, right. Yeah, because we don't know about that lack until somebody else notices it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? It does. It does occur to me. Brady said something. Um, man, my voice just almost just went out. When he was talking about Jesus having that resolute pace, right? That um and 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 he says there's a resoluteness to his to his rest, right? Mhm. Mhm. I'm trying to find it because I. Don't tell me today because I'm I'm because the iPad don't don't have some strange pages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'll see. Mm-mm. Right. No, I'm gonna say it. Wait a minute. It's at the very end. It's at the very end of of the chapter. I'm going. <laughs> okay, yeah. Jesus' pace is resolute. Yeah. Resolute. That means that he made a choice. He chose to to have that peace, right? It, it, that there's a, a, a that we can choose whether or not to have confidence in the middle of the storm, or we can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the middle of the storm, I have to remind myself that peace found in Christ is something I have to choose because he's always there for me to choose. So I have to be resolute. I have to be as stubborn about choosing peace as I sometimes am about 
we can choose to give until we're all given out. And we can choose to give until somebody else has to remind us that we are lacking something. Or we can be resolute. We can be make up our minds that I am going to choose peace every time, all the time, all day long. So that means I'm paying attention to my rhythm and I'm paying attention to my relation, and I'm paying attention to where I'm at and when I need to engage and when I need to withdraw. And I, that, was, that was a major eye-opener for me because I thought, you know, so many times I say to myself, you know, I, well, I say, I say to my kids a lot, I say, your attitude, what you, how you choose to feel about something, it, it, it speaks more about how, what the outcome is going to be than the, the thing itself. Mm-hmm. So all hell can break loose in your life, but what your attitude is towards all hell breaking loose in your life is going to speak more about the other side and how you're going to come out of that and what you're going to learn from it than what actually happened. And they look at me, Mom, you and this, and you're always telling us that we got to choose to have a good attitude, but this is going on and this is going on like, baby, Choosing to have a good attitude, that's called discipline. Mm. That's discipline. You have to discipline yourself for peace. And you have to discipline yourself for that good attitude. And you have to be stubborn about it. Because don't you know that everything in this world tries to make you change your mind? Right, ladies? Anybody got anything else to say about that? Y'all ready for the second question? I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. With, withdrawal with purpose. That is Jesus' withdrawal. He withdraws to enhance his ministry, not to hide from it. When you withdraw, what is your purpose? Mm. Wow, that's good. <laughs> This is Stacy. I would have to say that lately I've been withdrawing for two reasons um, from from different things, from different assignments and so forth, because, one, I feel like I'm so far away and I can't hear him. Even though he's speaking clear and loud, I feel like he's trying to tell me something I just can't hear him. So I, I am I am excusing myself from different assignments saying no because of that. And then the other reason is because I'm going to draw myself is because I feel myself tired and uh, spiritually tired at times where I feel like my uh, resistance to the enemy, um, you know, instead of saying the nice thing, I want to say the wrong thing because somebody got on my nerves, I'm easy. So I try to, uh, you know, no, I ain't going there, you know. So I'm guarding my spirit, and when uh-huh. I let my spirit is low, then it's time for me to. So those are the two reasons why lately I've been, I just been focusing on my family, focusing on the, my real, you know, what my purpose is, you know, what my what's my next assignment. So th- those are the reasons for I think for me why I withdraw. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, for me. Um... I don't necessarily withdraw for rest because I think I I tend to get that. Sometimes I most of the time I withdraw to hear direction. Mm. Um, 
like um, not necessarily ministry, but just direction, period, in all aspects of life. Um, uh, or in, or if it's something more specific, if it's something that, you know, if I am working on something or something's coming up, that might be a time. But most of the time it's just for direction, for clear direction, and, and to make sure that maybe what I heard or what I dreamt or whatever is actually what I, you know, what he's actually saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, it's usually either to prepare um, to serve in some way um, or out of fatigue, quite frankly. So, it can, you know, it goes both ways for me. Um, when I'm getting ready to go to work, I've had, I've developed a rhythm to listen to a particular um, recording, and I'm, you know, on the train for like 20 minutes, um, but I feel like it helps me prepare for the day. Um, That's one way of withdrawing that's not very, it's in the midst of people in the train, but because I'm listening to this, it really helps me to withdraw. Then on the other hand, I can also... um, let things go too far before I withdraw, you know. So it's, it's, you know, two sides to it to me. All right. Amen. I think that's that's true for all of us, Shannon, that, there, that there's always two sides. I withdraw under fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all do that. We withdraw under fire. The enemy been using folks to fire at us. What did Stacey say when they got on my nerves? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and, they, and, and I am under constant fire. I tell you, um, I was thinking about because, you know, my withdrawal, like, okay, my voice is out right now. Now, I know that all week my family was on my nerves. They was on my nerves so bad I was fantasizing about doing a roundhouse and knocking everybody out. Okay? I mean, everybody was on my nerves. So I withdrew. Like Stacey said, wants to, to, to basically keep the peace within myself, like she was talking about. Keep the peace within myself. Because, mm. you, know, you know, I think I shared with y'all before, you know, you can't be in the military for the number of years that I was in the military and come out peaceful on the other side. Wow. I need Jesus. So, And I need him every day. I'm desperate. So, mm. I, you know, I, I withdraw for peace, and, I, and it's to maintain myself. You know, um, I really need maintenance. I need daily maintenance, y'all. I know that. I know I need daily maintenance. Not that I withdraw daily, though I probably I don't know. I don't withdraw daily, but I need to rest for daily maintenance. That may not be, y'all. I might be high maintenance. And I can take it. I can accept that, whatever it takes to keep the system straight, okay? Um, I also withdraw for meditation and 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 for prayer, um, and I guess that would be for peace, but in direction, you know. Um, but I withdraw for that that purpose. I have to I have to go off and sit by the lake, and you know, for myself, I'll go and I'll, I'll sneak a, a favorite food or whatever. Because if I bring it back to this house, everybody gonna want a piece of it. I got all my kids living here with me, so that'll tell you. They all grown, but they all back here. And Lord Jesus, right? 
So I need withdrawal. I, I need withdrawal big time. Okay. So I go for the peace to maintain and to and to 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 reconnect. And I and and that is basically my strategic reason for withdrawal. And that is to reconnect with God. That's my that's my all over reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that that's what Boyd was saying, and, and I could be wrong. If, if y'all think I'm wrong, go ahead and and, and, and tell me. So I, I've got a I ain't got that big of an ego, but I believe that's what Boyd was saying about the withdrawal of the Lord, and that was that he needed to reconnect with God ultimately with the Father, so that he could realign himself with the purpose, mm-hmm. right? And that is how I view my own withdrawal and probably everyone who serves the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Because I heard I heard Stacy say to hear God and spiritual renewal and, the, you know, press that reset button for peace. And I heard Carol say for direction, and I heard Shannon say um, to prepare and for peace and retreat. So all of those things put together, and then, I, and then I, you know, and then with mine of maintenance, um, all of those things put together says to me that we withdraw a reconnection so that we can realign, right, for purpose. Um and 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 that's because you know, I think that's the thing that he's pressing home in this book, and 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 the the message I keep hearing is without reconnection, without rest, without time spent with with the Lord, without um, without uh, uh, centering myself in His peace, I grow weary mm-hmm. of well doing. Yeah. Right. Can you agree with yeah, that? Absolutely. And and when I grow weary, I'm no longer good for the fight because the this the these naturally occurring storms and even these storms of Satan, you know, but it's mainly the naturally occurring storms because those are the ones that pop up most often, right? These naturally occurring storms that keep coming up in life. Make me weary. I'm so busy trying for my boat not to sink, y'all, that I get tired, right, forgetting that God is my Savior. Because I'm so busy trying to work it, I'm trying to work it, keep the boat afloat, make sure not enough, you know, that, that too much water ain't coming into the boat so I don't sink and drown. Forgetting that even if the boat sinks, God still got me. Mm. It takes for me to withdraw. It takes for that rhythm to come back into my life, for me to reconnect. And I think another thing you touched on that I connect with, too, is just remembering. I think that withdrawing, just to remember God is there. Now, we know God is there, but it's so easy to forget over the course of the day. Well, the Lord is saying, I'm right here, hello. <laughs> you know? I think that um, withdrawal, just, it, forces you, it causes you to remember that God is with you and prepares you for whatever may come up in that day, whether it's a storm that just shows up 
or um, so I that whole notion of remembering also. And amen, amen. There was a quote. There was a um uh, a sentence in this uh, in the thing that I, I highlighted, but I I mean not that it's deep, but I just it just resonated with me. He withdrew to rest when people still needed him, and also when his ego would have been tempted to stay. Amen. Mm-hmm. I love that too. I love that too. I remember that. I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I said, and I, I mean, I didn't write any notes by it. I just highlighted that, and and it's like that just resonated with me. Yes. 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 And then, yeah, I just like I said, oh, look. So I said, when y'all finish talking, I'll, I'll bring. I said, what did I have? I'm trying to find a note attached to it, but there's no note attached to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yes, amen, amen. Yes, I did. Resonate with me too. I'm trying to figure out where. I think I did highlight that myself. I just I can't find it. It's right above the um. Is right above the, the 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 section on Jesus. Jesus's pace is relational. It's the last. It's in that last paragraph above it. Yeah. I don't know what page it is because, well, yeah. wait a minute. That's his page. It's 180. It's, I you have the book. It's 108. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's 80 on my on my on my um, nook. But I I yeah I found it and yes absolutely um, and I outlined it as well. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, um, and that did resonate. And let's, let's I mean, so so just being honest, I'm going you know I'm going to confess because I feel like I can, and I and I really just don't care because that's who I am. Um, my ego can sometimes dictate that I can help you when you know, and I don't think of it in terms at the time. I'm not thinking of it in terms of I can help you and nobody else can. I think of it as in I'm here. Have you ever told yourself, listen, if God put me here, then I must I must obviously be the one he wants me to do something because he put me here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes God puts you there just to be a witness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. Or maybe, maybe just. Sometimes he puts you there because you just need to encourage and not do anything. Right. And usually, I, you know what? I've I got to pay attention to that rhythm. If I'm worn out, it may be that God is putting me there so that I can encourage, take encouragement from it. I might, he might be putting me there so that I can watch this person in the middle of their struggle come out on the other side because he's helped them come out on the other side, not me, but them, right? And not I'm not helping them. He's helping them. And it's my job to watch, take encouragement from it, and learn from it. Then go reconnect with him so he can say, let me tell you what I just showed you. But I don't think of that. No, 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 no. In my head, longness, I have to confess to y'all that nine times out of ten, you know, I've, I've, this is what I've learned to do, and this is only recent. So I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a recovering um, helper. Okay. Um, and so what I've learned to do is to pray about it because you know my folks have learned to come to me because that's what I, they know who I am. And so what I do is I learn how to pray to pray about it. If they come to me and they like, you know, help me with this. Can you help me? This mom help me. You know, Stephanie can help me. Oh, I, you know, I, I need you to help me. 
And so what I've learned how to do is to pray, Lord, do you want me to do something? Do you want me to say something? Or do you want me to just hold still? What do you want me to do? I can't tell you how hard that is for me. It's so difficult to hold still and wait Mm -hmm. on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't trust him, but because I want to get in there. And I don't think anybody really talks about that because we don't talk about how our egos play a part in our helping. Yeah. And then leaders don't talk about how their egos play a part in your helping. And then when they get older, their ego might be shouting louder than everything else. So you come up on that person and they ain't letting nobody do nothing in the church but them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? True. I mean, we have all come across those churches where everybody sings pastor's praises, and we wonder, is anybody doing anything besides the pastor? And at first, you might be tricked into looking at the people and going, you know, y'all really ought to help that poor woman, that poor man out, you know, woman, man, whatever. That poor, your poor pastor out there, so they're so tired. And then he talking about, oh, I'm tired all the time. I'm tired all the time. And if, you know, God puts it on you to see it, your eyes might get open to see that his ego is playing a role, and he didn't told everybody, "Let me do it." Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't tell everybody, "Let me do it. I can do it. I do it better than all of y'all anyway." Yeah. And what and I yeah, what I love about this this quote is that the acknowledgement that Jesus um could have gone with his ego. I mean, even mentioning Jesus. Connecting with the ego. And I always wonder about his experience in the wilderness and all that did for him um, earlier on and what that probably broke in Because I think all the temptations he experienced, I think he prepared him um, for that. You know, having having the temptation to turn stones into bread or having the temptation to... Um, jump from the mountain or having a temptation, you know, to show off and kind of say, well, look at me, or the temptation to um, bow down. So, uh, you know, the things that he did, um, I believe prepare him for those moments where it could have been tempting to go with his ego, but he chose to go with God and his father. Um, and so that, that always speaks to me. Amen. And, you know, the wonderful thing about Jesus is that he passes the test every time. Mm-hmm. Where I might pass it today and fail like a oh. big. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, I love that about the Lord. Perfect is who He is. Whereas we, you know, to today we'll be right on time. We connected with God. We withdrew, engaged, engaged, withdrew. Da da da. We on our. We are on our game. We are up on our game. Everything. And then, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. I don't even know what to tell y'all. It's just, I don't know. One hair lays to the left instead of the right, and the next thing I know, bam, down I go. The wonderful thing about being saved is that you can get back up again. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Anything else, y'all? I've been right along here. Here we go. <coughs> Uh-oh, here we go with our beloved church, because we all love our churches. 
We all love our churches. We all love our church people. <laughs> we all love our leaders when they had in the past, even when they worked our nerves. We love them. We was anointed to love you, dear Jesus. Lord knows he's anointed to love you, but we know what the church is. It was made up of people. How does the church as a whole today present the Sabbath to the world, in your opinion, if at all? They don't. <laughs> yeah, to the world, yeah. I, I mean, okay. if I think about, when I think about when I, um, I was driving, I can't remember where I was driving the other day, but I saw Orthodox Jews walking down the um they were coming, um, I guess they were coming from the synagogue or going to the synagogue. And so you see that very vibrant picture of, not that, you know, you have to exactly do that, but you just see that very visible picture of what that means to practice Sabbath. Um, and I agree, I don't think we do it. I mean, I don't. I can't say in my context that we, 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 we display it to the world. So. <laughs> Uh-uh. I mean, just come to church. I mean, I think the only part that we show is that we go to church on Sunday. That's yeah. it. But it's more to the Sabbath than just that. Right. And I think for leaders, is that really a Sabbath? No, it's not. Ours is on Monday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but but we don't we don't display it. To, we don't display or and nor do we even. I think I've heard one. About the Sabbath in my life. Mm, wow. One. Um, you know, I mean, we might, and, and then we might talk about the Sabbath. You know, keep the Lord's day, make it this holy. But that's it. But what does that mean? That that nobody ever talks about that. For that matter, what's, what's the last uh, sermon you heard on holy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Conversation for another day. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but we don't talk about it. We don't right. talk about it at all. And even in our lead, well, I don't know about anybody else, but in our leadership times, and even when I was on the board and stuff, and we had like board retreats, we don't talk about the Sabbath or even the need for like a spiritual renewal or anything like that. Amen. I mean, what what I've heard in, in at those type of things, like, well, Monday is just you know your day of rest. You know, you rest because you preached on Sunday or whatever you did on Sunday. But it's more to the Sabbath than that. Mm-hmm. So right, right. right. <laughs> no, so but yeah, but I mean, we don't do it enough, and that's like one of the reasons why um, that particular thread is. Is in women of excellence because I I, I mean I really I work hard to keep it there because it's talk about tempted you're tempted to like put other things in there and then it won't be that time right. when women come up come away from whatever to to sit down and you know and be girls and talk to their sisters and whatever whatever um, you you can get like that because you might go to another conference or retreat or whatever and you see stuff that's like. No, I don't think we need to add that. That's going to, you know, and, and, and it'll change the whole flavor of what, you know, so talking about working hard, yeah, that's it's hard to keep something the way God had intended for it to be. Yeah, I think um, 
that was one of the things that drew me to the retreat was that, oh, wow, this is a real retreat. <laughs> I went to this other thing. I mean, it, it's not a bad event, but I went to one. I had been gone a couple times to another event, and they called it a retreat. But it was really, and it had a lot going on, but you you could be worn out because it was just boom, 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 boom. Right. Like, this is a really frustrating, but okay. So then when I heard about um, Carol, you know, saying, I'm like, oh, okay, I got there. They had free time all afternoon. I'm like, oh, okay, let me see, you know. And, we, and I worked really hard, like, in the beginning, I worked really hard. Like, people going to think I'm nuts, you know. Like, they're going to pay money to come and have a whole afternoon, you know. But that's what God was saying. That's what the leaders need. And some leaders don't know how to spend that time, like those little three hours or whatever will drive some people up the wall because, right. you know, they're, you know, they're so used to doing and going and whatever, whatever. So, I mean, I, I, you know, but yeah, but, 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 you know, so as I read the book, I'm thinking of other things. So it was like, okay, but yeah, but that's one of the things that I think that we need. And that, and that's why like, I try to stress, like, you need to just come away one time a year, even if we don't do it no other time, one time a year. You know, mm-hmm. you know that's a start. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because you should take it every day. Like I don't care if it's fifteen minutes. You should have a time of like, <sighs> you know. Amen. And you you have to. I mean, if you're a pastor that is bivocational, you have to do that because you may have to go to work on Monday. Exactly. Uh, and that's my issue. I have to be really more resolute than I have been about that because, um, you know, I'm working in Saturday. I have to really be protect that because that's probably the, the best day for that. Regardless, I feel I I think you're right. I mean, having that well, those moments of Sabbath, even if you can't have a straight 24 hour. Exactly. Yep. Thing, yeah. I mean, it's it, I mean it's important and. Um, like, like, and then, like, I, you know, by me not working anymore, people think, like, you know, I sit around all day and, like, you know, and commune with Jesus. No, but I can get very busy in my house. So even for me, right, um, I have to make, you know, be, you know, diligent and say, okay, I'm going to take this time and just sit and, you know, either listen to a scripture or, you know, pray or just, just sit in silence. Mhm. Oh, so, um, and then Juanetta had introduced me to some, some um, um, breathing exercises. So sometimes I'll just like breathe, you know, and you know, and let the like soft praise and worship music, um, play, and then I'll do my breathing exercises. You'd be surprised how much, um, stress or whatever, you know, and you'll just be rejuvenated once you, you know, you're finished. You just, I mean, you'll be, you'll be like. Wow. Okay, I'm ready to go now, and you haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, deep breathing will do it. Yeah, deep breathing. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Um, uh-huh. going on the train because I agree. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm home when I get home. It's so tempting to get, I can get on this. I can look at that, and you're right. I mean, just because you're home doesn't mean. And but then I could be on the train and listening to that app, and I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I have people talking around me people on the train, and I'm centered. I'm listening to God, you know, so you're right. It's, you have to, it, I have to be more resolute when I get in the house. <laughs> I'm on the train. I'm fine. I'm on Starbucks. You can, I can focus in, 
But when I get home, it's only temptation. So that's true, too. Yep. Oh. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> laughing. Y'all jumped right on in that one. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell y'all about it. <laughs> and so I'm laughing. Not at what you're saying, but just at the fact that I understand that the church has let us down there. Yeah. You imagine the healing that could go on if the church emphasized rest in the Lord. Mhm. You know. Well, well they do it. I mean, some churches do it, but they preach it as not in this life. They preach it like when you're right. done this life, you're resting in the Lord. Oh, okay. You know what I'm but saying like, you know, that's, I mean, that's what you did. Well, you're resting. <laughs> You know, um, and 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 but but think about it. I mean, if we taught Sabbath mm. healing, right? I mean, if we this, I, you know, what struck me in this book where he said, I'm looking at. He was talking about what D. A. Carson wrote, right? Um, that when when Carson was talking about that the um the the Jewish people um turned God's rest into a less a list of two dudes. And so this is what I outline. Instead of rec- of understanding it, talking about the Sabbath, instead of understanding it to be their privilege to rest on the Sabbath, they viewed it as deprivation. Instead of recognizing their opportunity to commune with God, they saw only inconvenience and hardship rather than discovering freedom to worship, they felt bondage to a law, and instead of grasping the idea of renewal of their covenant relationship to God, they experienced the tragedy of legalism. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, that says so much to me. That that is the church today. As just just my opinion now which, you know, that my little two cents or $2.50 more get you a cup of coffee. But listen, I, I view the church as turning into this. So many of them, not all of them, just not all of them, thank you, Jesus, but so many of them as a whole turning into this thing where we have turned salvation instead of it being freedom to worship and, and, and the joy and and, 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 and understanding it as a privilege and an opportunity to commune with God, um, then we, we, we present it, because this is how we see it, we present it as legalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people, then we wonder why people get hurt in the church. Because mm-hmm. we're so busy telling them, now listen, y'all, I know that there's a way to dress and there's a way not to dress, but we're so busy telling the lost how to dress. Wow. They need healing. We forget that this is rest. This is renewal with God. They'll learn how to dress if you let them connect with the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? But we're so busy preaching legalism. Listen, you need to act like this, do like this, don't do this, don't do that, do this. We're so busy. You know, sometimes I think we work so hard to save people that we don't save anybody. Mm. You know? We work so hard to tell people what they should and should not do, shouldn't watch, shouldn't listen to, shouldn't, shouldn't, you know. 
we got so many rules that we forget the freedom, the the joy that was in us when we realized that Jesus accepted us just as we were. And that's the rest we find in God. I'm coming to him dirty and disgusting and stinking, and I'm coming to him just like I am. And he reaches out, pulls me in his arms, cleans me up, and lets me rest. Mm-hmm. That's something fine in this world. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 you know, I weep for the for the lost because coming to the church, they they might still be lost when they leave. Mm-hmm. We'll give them we'll give them the word, but won't give them compassion. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give them laws, and I'm and and please understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there is no discipline in Christ. I am saying that before God disciplined you, He loved you. Right. If the church doesn't recognize that this is all about the love of God, we're missing the we're missing the boat, guys. We're missing the whole boat. We are missing the point of rest. I'm walking into the love of my Lord and Savior, and when I walk in His love and His holiness and His rest and His peace. You know, I don't have to work that hard to give it to somebody else because I reflect it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and I think that's the point. If even about the discipline piece, if we did allow, if we rested as we should, that would come through the way it needed to come through. Um, but if we if we yield to the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit whether the Holy Spirit uses someone or not, or gives the person directly, if whether it's dressing or whatever behavior, if that person knows how much they're loved by God and really experiences that, it's like you're right, the, the works are going to come out of that. Um, the good work will come from that relationship. So, um, yeah. And I, I always think, I used to feel bad about this, but one of the things I do like about um, where I worship is that we don't have a lot of afternoon service. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was terrible. But, um, you know, I, I when you think about the Sabbath, um, and I've looked into that before, and just this notion that there's this receiving the word, when it be nice to keep and this emphasis on fellowship and rich fellowship and rich just delight, you know, just, restful day and you just go home and you're able to rest and take a nap, you know, reflect on the words you heard that day. I don't know. It I, it just seems, you're right, there's all these services and then, blah, 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 and then I don't know. It's almost like exhausting sometimes. Oh, man. Um, so, I mean, what does Sabbath really look like? Is it going to all these church services? Is it, I don't know. Nothing used to make me more tired than when the pastor would say, listen, so we're going to go and so and so's church this evening. Can you yeah, join it just me? It was not just me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, Y'all, I would want to just, no, daggone it. No. 
No, I don't want to join you. No, I don't want to go out of my house at 8 o'clock at night and join you, and, and then y'all going to be howling and jumping and whatever, and we gonna, it was going to be a good time, but doggone it, I'm not going to be coming home till 12, and I got to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> no, I don't want to join you, Pastor. I'm sorry I don't. <laughs> no. uh, nothing would make me matter. Oh, my goodness. And I understand about revival. Please don't get me wrong. I understand. And no, I, I just so, think you need to be strategically placed throughout, throughout the year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Please, the people got lives. Please. Because I got, you know, folks got babies. Folks got, got work. Folks got, we, 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 look now, y'all, look. I understand about revival because, yes, we do. You know, the church needs a revival. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm all kinds of wrong, and I know I am. Don't, don't. I, I know I am. Before y'all say anything, because y'all gonna talk about me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> for me, revival is for those that need it. Okay, if I'm already with the Lord, I don't need to be there. Now, that's just me. I'm sorry. That's, that's right. That's right. 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 Because I kind of need it. If you're, if you're with the Lord. You shouldn't need a revival if there if you if you having some issues something is going on there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I mean a revival. A revival is for the dead. Yeah, it is not for the living. Right, it okay. is exactly exactly. <laughs> a church need a revival. I want to know how long y'all been dead. Right. Listen. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what? You know what? That's the same thing. That's the same thing with funerals now. Our yes. church has a funeral every Saturday. It seems like it. And those people think I'm supposed to be there every Saturday. I, I can't be there. I don't want to be there, you know, every Saturday. <laughs> my kids got basketball game. My kids got and everything. I don't want to go to church for a funeral every Saturday. And they get mad at me. Mm, you ain't coming? No. Well, I'll be there. Good. Be there. Tell people to and everything. And, you know. Over again. Oh, crack Wait a minute. Y'all don't make me lose my voice all over again laughing at y'all. Listen. The Bible said that the dead bury the dead. Now, y'all dead, go on bury them. I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean and, and people just tend to think that because you're a preacher, you need to be there. Like, you just should be there. Like, and I and I think that sometimes either you should, I mean, if, if you feel led, just go and view and sign the book, and you out. I do, I do. I right. do. But every Saturday? Yeah, I know, but that's, I mean, it's a bit much. It's like, you know, I, I mean, it's just. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I mean, and it gets like, and it also weighs on you spiritually after a point. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine attending a funeral that often. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, yeah. I, 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 Look, I, I think we just wear people out, and the church don't know how to rest. The leaders don't know how to rest. The people don't know how to rest. And then you wonder why people stop coming to church. They tired. They tired. Not going to hear you. Okay? They don't want to hear you no more, Pastor. We love you. We don't want to hear your mouth again, like, in the next year. Thank you. And you wonder why they disappear, because they're tired. They got to work to go to church, work to come home. Work to go to work. It's hard. You know, this, I'm not. I'm not. I'm certainly not advocating. You know, not meeting with folks. 
I'm just simply saying that, you know what, when Paul was saying that folks was meeting in their houses and you was getting fed and your babies went to sleep there and all kinds of things, look, not today. Today we are going out. We're going to the big, huge church. Everybody is tired. We were worn out when we got there. Right. We were too tired to get up that morning. We just Look, we forced ourselves to get up that morning and get in that morning. We stay there, and some churches do not end at 1 o'clock. Some of them end at 2 or 3. And then you turn around, look at me, and tell me I need to be back at 7. Pastor, I'm tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> you never even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear somebody else had my struggles. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs>
but it is not my responsibility to drive these people back and forth to church. I can't get my own kids because I can't pick them up. Because right. I'm dropping these people off, and, by, and I was a youth director, so I had to be on time. So I had to, mm-hmm. my mom had to go get my kids because I had to pick That's not fair to me. I said, nobody's giving me gas. I'm leaving right. at 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, going on the opposite side of town to get them, to drop them off, and then go get my children, and then go home. It's like 10.30 at night. That's unfair to me. And wow. so they're like, oh, I see. I said, no, ministry, yes, ministry is a sacrifice, but this uh, is not called for when we have two right. men right. sit down front. Right. And so they, sometimes you have to put things back in perspective and oh, yeah. to them. Because yeah. they will use you. If you if you answer your phone and you say yes, that's on yeah. you. But if you don't stand up and say, you know what, this is too much for me. And yeah. I told him, I am a female. I don't need to be out at this time of night. Exactly. So I'm just I'm Right, right. You know, that's... They're driving the bands now. Exactly. You know, here's the thing that, and in particularly, because, you know, black churches is what I know. I don't know white churches, but I know that in black churches, we have a tendency not to plan to take care of our leadership. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 they don't. To expect for our leadership to take care of us. Now, I don't just mean the pastor, because a lot of times they're focused on that. But what they forget is the people that back up the pastor. They forget about the head digging. They forget about the the uh, associate uh, uh, pastors and associate ministers. They forget about those folks, even though these folks are giving just as much to the church as any other leader in right. that. Church. They are forgetting about the Sunday school teacher who might be opening up the church, getting up early in the morning, uh, uh, leaving their kids early in the morning, not able to have breakfast with them Sunday mornings because they're opening up the church. They're forgetting about all of these things, and they don't take care of their leaders who are taking care of the church. Without that, what happens is Sabbath becomes a day of work. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and so because of that, I mean, sisters and they're trying to get folks back and forth. But what happened that y'all didn't think to yourself? Not, not I'm not talking about just the people that she was giving a ride, though they should have thought of it too. But the, the the folks that were around her didn't think to themselves. You know, it don't matter if it's just one person. We need to figure out how that person is getting to church. Yeah, someone lives near that person. Right. Now, now here's the deal. This isn't just about giving folks to church. This is about teaching, no, 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 more than that, providing opportunity for people to rest. Providing that opportunity. So it's not just about teaching, not just about modeling, but giving the opportunity for people to rest. And they should be able to rest. And that's, that's more than just whether or not they're able to go home early. Rest is something that needs to be done even while they're at the church. What about when I'm feeling bad? Where do I go? What about when I do need to withdraw from the congregation? I don't want to leave church. I just want to withdraw from the congregation. I need that in this moment. I need 15, 10, 15 minutes. Do we have a prayer room? Do we have a quiet place? Do we have a place for people to go? And churches don't think like that. Yeah, I think, and I don't know if it's cultural or, but I I do think 
that there needs to be more of a value, and I don't know, maybe I'm being presumptuous but about it, but on, on silence and having those moments. Um, yeah. Having a space to just sit, <laughs> you know, before you just jump in there. And um, I know personally if I have to do anything, especially after work, I have to have that time or you may as well forget it. Um, you know, maybe it's probably a combination of the reality of, of needing rest and just my personality, but I really, if I don't have that time to myself in that transition between work and um, something in the evening, yeah, I won't work. So I hadn't thought about having actual space for it, though, like having an actual space that's dedicated to that. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I, I'll share something with you all real quick. Um, <clears throat> when I first started my church here, I got on my people's nerves so bad because this is what I insisted on, that when they came in, we would spend those first few moments in prayer and meditation. Mm. Not not praise and worship, but prayer and meditation. Wow. And I would play just soft music, very soft, almost so that you couldn't hear it, and have them come in and just basically spend that quiet time with the Lord. Worked in there so bad, so bad, so bad. Look, they were used to coming into church and getting and having somebody pump them up. Right. Come on. Okay. So they were they were looking look for for some of them it, it became a struggle of such major proportions. Right. I mean they was willing to the church meeting they wanted to argue me down about it. Listen, I just don't see the point of it. So I would explain it over again and explain it over again and I preach about it. And I gave, you know, and I also taught it in, 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 in Bible study, and I, you know, just pressing it home, just pressing it home. This is what this is what it is. This is what the quiet time is for. This is what the prayer meditation is about. How often do you connect with God? How often do you spend the time? I do connect with God. I study my Bible, but how often do you spend quiet time, just quiet time with Jesus? And I'm just over, just over, just pressing. Ooh, I got on the nerves so bad, so bad. This made me laugh now to think about it, but. They got used to it. Now, what I, you know, at first what it became was that they were just waiting for the moment when praise and worship would start. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, they're looking at their watches, like how much time do we have before she starts praise and worship because she's on my nerves. You know. So, <laughs> I said, looking at their watches, and I'm like, now what's your watch got to tell you right now? What does your watch have to say to you? Because we were in a small, it was a small, just a little small thing that we started, and, 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 and I'm right here so I can see you. He's looking at your watch, and I, I just, now what does your watch have to say to you right now? Did it have anything to impart that was deep that we needed to hear? Exactly. <laughs> well, I would work their nerves so bad. Oh, you are my nerves. I know, I know I am. Go on back to praying. Tell God all about it. Tell him about me. I bet you. Bet you have something to say so that he can help you out with me. <laughs> <laughs> It, but what I realized, after a while, it turned from being an irritant to something that they needed. But I, I can't tell, I, I tell you, there were times when I thought, maybe I'm doing this for no reason, because they were just so adamant that it was just ridiculous that this is what we had to do. So I almost gave it up, because folks weren't used to it. Mm-hmm. And this ain't what we do in church. Right, right. And what we do in church? That ain't how you run a church. You're going to chase people off. 
Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, even if you imagine after the benediction and people would just sit for two minutes and think about what they heard and then yeah. leave, you know? Well, they had a key, oh, their keys in their hand. You were hearing rattling. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> well, um, I, I stopped my, I start, start, started deliberately stopping my sermon before church was over. And I would stop at about 12.45 or so. And then I'd say, come back to me. Tell me what it is you just heard me say. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and it always, what I found, this is what started happening. They started keeping us beyond the time. Now, they haven't said, you know, you, you preach it too much. They started keeping us to where I had to cut them off at certain certain points to just go, okay, I want to tell y'all it's one thirty. Y'all been going since 1245. <laughs> if you want us. We can keep going. If you want to stop, we can stop. And so, you know, but but it it um it definitely gave folks time to be able to feedback, ask questions, that type. So we have a different type of church. I mean, it, it being a home church is part of what helps us to have that kind of freedom. But I told them, I don't want to stop this when we get a building. Right. I don't want to stop this because growth happens here. This is the part where we're able to minister to each other, coming in. And resting and taking that time, and this is our this is our Sabbath time. And that's a Sabbath. That sounds more like a Sabbath. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's been a it's been a blessing, and I want to continue it um, because, and I know that that folks when they first come in and visit with us, they're kind of. It's it's kind of odd for them, you know, and I understand that. Um, we usually kind of help them into that by, you know, I describe it on my on my website, I tell them about it when I invite them to church. And I say, you know, it might feel kind of odd, but that's okay. It felt odd to all of us when we first started doing it. it it'll be okay. Just roll with it if you can. Keep an open mind. And so, you know, it, I think it relaxes people that they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I, I, I really feel like if church expressed Sabbath as a love, it, it, it might heal some things in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on to this fourth question. I hope I ain't held y'all too long. And 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 if you got anything, if anybody has anything to say here, I'll shut up and let y'all go we, for it. Um, it's it's eight twenty-two. I just want to keep you Thomas, um, thing at a time. Yes, ma'am. It's eight twenty-two. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna go on to the fourth question, and then we'll just wrap it up pretty quick. And y'all can tell me if if I missed over anything. Okay. Okay. Loving God means spending time with Him. Spending solid quality time with a loved one is a cherished moment. If you are resting in the Lord, what is preventing you from doing so? What do you miss when you miss quality time with Jesus?
for the asking for the receiving. You miss it. And then we find, try to find it elsewhere. Amen. Uh, that's the irony of it. Amen. Mm. Ditto to what Sharon just said. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, my goodness. You know, um, you know, I I, I thought about when I when I when I wrote that question, I was thinking about what um, what Boyd was saying when he had talked about his friend, uh, Dan. And and he asked him this the question: When was the last time you had an intimate moment with God? Right. Um. And 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 that was a pertinent question for him because um, his life was falling apart. You know. Um. He 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 was addicted. To something, and you know the thing is, is that I, I had I heard somebody say once that we're all addicted to something. We all have our little addictions, whether they be minor or major, but we right. all have addiction to something. Something that you just can't do without, whether it be Facebook or games, as in my case, or whatever, or reading, or movies, or food, or chocolate, as in my case. I got a lot of little addictions. One of them is chocolate. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. So me and chocolate, you know. I it isn't it a doggone show that I will make sure that I connect with my chocolate and my games and my reading, but don't spend the time to make sure I connect with God. And that's because of how I've been taught to view it. I've been taught to view it as something I have to do. And whenever you tell me, because I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm crazy. Whenever you tell me I have to do something, that's when I don't want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me, okay? If you say, look, Stephanie, you have to do this. doesn't matter whether you want to or not. It has to get done. I immediately start thinking of ways not to do it. Depending on what, depending on what it is, because there's sometimes somebody will say that, and I'll see, I'll see that yeah, you've been letting that slip. You need to do that, and I'll get down on myself, and then and then make sure I do it. But if there's somebody that's doing something that is an irritant to me, if it's an irritant, like math, math is an irritant. Don't want to do it. Somebody sitting down and going, listen, you have to do math. We'll have to look for me, find me, search me out. Now, if you tell me I had to play a game or I had to go to see a movie or I had to read a book, you probably wouldn't have that much problem with me. Well, I mean, because um, isn't that something that um, in the book where he talk about, because that's what we choose to focus on? Amen. Yeah, because that's, that's, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to find out. I, I highlighted that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that's what we choose to focus on. That's right. Yeah, Um while you're looking for that, I, you know, I heard a speech once, and the person was trying was saying that rather than say I have to do something, what would happen if you said I get to do something? Right. I get to connect with God. I get to 
um, do these things? Is there a change in your perspective on it? Not have to. Um, like it's a checklist and you have to check it off your to-do list, but it's to get to do. That's true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What what I know is that I miss myself. I miss getting to know me when I spend when I miss spending quality time with Jesus. In Him is where Stephanie comes into the fullness of who she is. Full woman, the full minister, full pastor. The 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 I, God literally defines. Now, when I was in the world, the world defines me. We know what that means. Like, you know, you was I don't know what a clubber, or you was a dancer, you was a you know, or whatever it was you were in the world. But when, coming out of the world, which is never where I was supposed to be in the first place, I was raised in the church. But God defines me. Coming out of the world running back to Jesus, that's when I figured out, I said to my um, my uh, soon-to-be daughter-in-law, uh, uh, I said to my son, I said the other day, God showed me who I am. And I, for the first time in a long time, grew to love me. When I miss spending quality time with Jesus, I miss her. Because because we 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 uh what do you call that we 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 um we really don't know who we are until we get to know God right. He's the builder, and only the builder can tell you how the object works. That's true. So if you stop resting in the Lord, what's preventing you from resting in Him? Our own agenda. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, our own agenda. Amen and be quiet. Amen and be quiet. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> be tired? You fall asleep and you don't and you don't spend that time with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But ain't it something now? Now, okay, be honest. Does it depend on what it is you have to do as to what how tired you are? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> is what we choose to focus on, you know. Like I always say, like when people say, like, like when you ask somebody to um to go somewhere, you're like, oh, well, you know what? You know, I don't have a car. You know, I might not be able to get there. But but somebody else can ask them to go someplace twice as far, and it might even be harder to get there. But that's what they want to go. So they'll make provisions to get there. So so is what they choose to focus on. Because it's amazing if somebody had money for you, I bet you you'd get there. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll figure out. Exactly. You know, so it's like, you know. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's different from when, you know. I had to learn that about myself was that um, depending on what it is, I, I'm either enthusiastic or non-enthusiastic, depending on what it is. Right, exactly, exactly. 
I apologize for that. Somebody's on the other line. I, I always forget to block my phone before I, I get on here. I apologize. Um, however, um, I'm, I'm so glad that God is who he is. He keeps, he keeps after me. He stays on my mind. And he always gives me time mm. to do what it is that I need to do to get to him. He always wraps me back around to him. I'm I'm so grateful, y'all, because, you know, I'd be running every which way but loose if it wasn't for the Lord. Amen. Right? I'm so glad he, he's willing to have patience with me and rope me back around again. Because I'm wondering why in the world I'm losing my doggone mind, forgetting you ain't sat down, you ain't resting, you ain't spending quality time with the Lord. You, 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 you are missing who you are. And I, I mean, I can get so off kilter, and and don't nobody take me off kilter faster than my family, y'all. I this just I just can't even. Ooh, Lord, y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't even got y'all all all of y'all got family around you. You know what I'm talking about. It, ooh, nobody. Can... Your people that you love. Hmm. Right. Um. I, I can probably get. I can. You know, the church folks. I can kind. Of... And then withdraw from. But your family, when you go home, <laughs> ain't nothing like your family. I love them. I love them dearly. <laughs> but doggone it. But sometimes um, it might not even be your family. Sometimes it's just it could be just you. Yeah. Oh, most of the time it's me. No, no, no. I'm talking about with somebody who may not have someone at home. Oh, it, yeah. it, them. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's right. Like you know, like oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Even if you ain't got nobody in when you walk in the door. Right. Yeah, you're right. Now you got all them people in your head, or you know, whatever you're trying to do, or projects, or whatever, whatever. It's like whatever. Something, something, something is always there to pull you. To pull my you. Dad, away. My dad said something the other day, Carol. He said. Um, the whole world is a project for me, and I'm just trying to figure out how to get out of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, does anybody have anything to wrap up here to say? Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> did I miss anything? I just want to make sure I didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope I hope that everyone um got what they needed, and I hope that this time um, was a restful, peaceful time for you and that you got something from this reading um, and and that you continue to, to, to join up with us. Carol, I don't have my calendar in front of me. When is the next time? Please? I think it's the 26th or the 23rd or something like that. Hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying to... Two weeks from now? Yeah, it's in two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Yeah, it's two weeks from now. So I'm going to wrap, uh, wrap it up. And again, does anyone else want to pray? My voice is only going to last a little bit longer. Somebody close us out. Okay, I'll pray. I'll pray y'all out. Don't y'all just be get don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Once, dear Heavenly Father, once again, we just want to say thank you for this time. Thank you for our time of fellowship and discussion, laughing and just sharing your word in in the midst of the book. And now, Lord, as we 
go back to our homes and and to do what we need to do, Lord. Allow us to have a brief moment of of a Sabbath rest in our days and in our evenings. It is in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we do pray, and for his sake we do say amen. Amen. amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.